the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton, and I'm joined by my co-host, Don, Don Dix, and our engineer. And all three of us, as well as our guests, are all in our own separate underground bunkers. The three of us are in somewhere in Southern California, and our guest this week, Tom Del Vaccaro, has his own bunker somewhere in Northern California. And I'm, we're getting to like this uh, broadcasting from the underground bunker. It's, uh, it's, it's cool. It is not bad, but I'm wondering, should I take, do I have to wear my face mask, Greg? Can I take my face <laughs> it mask? It does help. Off? Okay. All right. Here. here. Uh, how all much right. coverage? <laughs> yeah, we, we, yeah we, we appreciate it. <laughs> Well, what a week. What a week. Get us started. Sure. Yeah, and, and, yeah, we invited Tom on. He's been writing more on the economic side of coronavirus, and in particular, his latest edition. You can find his work on Fox News. He also writes in Epoch Times. He has his own website, Political Vanguard. He's a former senatorial candidate in California and a former chair of the uh, California Republican Party, but we will not hold that too much against him. That was a, that was a, that was a long time ago, so he's not responsible for the mess <laughs> they are today. But what he's writing was is guess what's going to guess what's coming next is the government is going to be running short of money, so of course the the state and local governments are going to want a bailout. I mean, if we're handing out trillions of printed and borrowed dollars, why not get in line? Yeah, for it? and in that way, and sundry others, socialism is ushered in. You know, I, I'm. Somewhat amused by these governors in New York and, and California and these big blue states, they're so obsessed with the shutdown. And, you know, look, we can argue whether the shutdown's the right thing to do or not. Sweden's in the middle of the pack with its results, and it didn't shut down. And Taiwan, which is excluded from the World Health Organization, remember that the next time Pelosi or Bill Gates wants to fund it, is doing the very best. We should learn from them. But they, they act as if there is no consequence to this. And remember, state governments, cities, special districts, on and on and on, all depend on tax revenue. And Greg, you pointed out, you know, printing money. Of course, the federal government can print money, but states cannot. Cities cannot. They either cut services. They either raise taxes for these deficits to come. Or they seek a federal bailout. And let's, if I could briefly talk about the size of these deficits. Become. Absolutely. Yep. California governments, you know, and I had to do research on this because it's not really published anywhere. But all combined from the city council level, special district, on and on and on, spend about $450 billion a year. That's a staggering amount of money from uh, north to south, east to west. And a lot of that money, of course, as you know, relates to sales tax, 
and business tax, hotel occupancy taxes for the big city. These are not small portions of their budget. And the policies laid out by Gavin Newsom, and this applies to New York as well, but by Gavin Newsom, seems to imply that we're going to go at least two to three months of some major shutdown. It could be more. If you listen to Garcetti, he doesn't want any have any, Garcetti, of course, being the mayor of Los Angeles, doesn't want to have any live events or doesn't think there will be in 2020. These are months and months of revenues. How do they make up for that? And so, you know, LA spends $10.5 billion a year, but it's not going to have business taxes or very little. It's not going to have uh, sales tax or very little. How do they make this up? And I think sooner or later, look, there's a lot of citizens and not just people like you who care about <clears throat> the rule of law. But, you know, whenever there's an economic slowdown, it, it hurts the least among us. Th that makes sense. In this shutdown, you shut down restaurants, you're, you're hurting waiters and waitresses and, and dishwashers. I was a dishwasher once. You're hurting maids who don't get to go out and, and perform those kind of services. These are people who need to be working because they, they live week to week, month to month when it comes to money. So how are these states going to make up for that? And I just posit the question, sooner or later, are they going to wake up and say, oh, there's no money? Or are they just expecting the federal government to, to bail them out? And I wrote these companion pieces in Fox. First, pointing out you shouldn't bail out these states. Why? Because it and uh, Greg, I know you're going to agree with this. Don, you're going to agree with this. It encourages them to shut down longer and have irresponsible budgets. <coughs> Excuse me, that's just something caught in my throat. So the question becomes: Have you been tested recently? <laughs> Is it a little COVID rolling around there? <laughs> the question becomes: When is rationality going to return? to this process? Are they going to wait till we're zero? Should we have the same COVID response in Los Angeles as we have in the North where there are no cases? You know, there's counties in Northern California that have no cases, let alone deaths. So what should we do? Have it be zero in LA and keep those counties shut down? When is rationality going to return? And I'm thinking tax revenues may be part of it because and then what happens? Then you'll have more people leaving California. Well, when you talk yeah, about rationality returning, I don't think it will. When you have uh, a state that tries to float a Proposition 13 to grab $15 billion for infrastructure spending, which is supposed to have already been handled, when they're, we're on the cusp now in November of something called split roll, which is going to decimate businesses. That in and of its in a, in a good economy, split roll would push California over the edge, in my opinion. In your neck of the woods, Tom, up in Northern California, I assume that's still where you hang, El Cerrito, the city of El Cerrito, back in October, the state auditor actually singled out 18 cities in financial distress. This is before COVID-19. Yeah. El Cerrito ranked number seven. Because of the this whole developing financial fallout from the shelter-in-place order, El Cerrito 
must act immediately to make cuts or risk insolvency and having to file for Chapter 9 bankruptcy. This is what the leaders were told at their city council meeting on April 7th. This And El Cerrito is not the only city. There are 19 that are on the endangered species list now as a result of this. Many of them are getting downgrades from S&P, which means if they do want to go to the markets to borrow money, they're going to it's going to be more expensive. It's going to, you know, further complicate their ability to raise money. You know, I think the idea that these people are even thinking about this it it doesn't exist. They would have if they thought critically about the state's financial condition, we would not have Whatever the number is, a trillion dollar pension deficit, uh, unfunded liability even exist if they actually critically thought about managing uh, California's fis- California in a fiscally responsible manner. Well, I, I'm glad you you pointed those statistics out. I, I I think in a month from now, those number of cities that are on, uh, I think you said life support or facing bankruptcy, I bet you that number triples. And I, I bet you it goes way, there's something, I think there's 484 cities in, mm-hmm. in California. I, I think those that number is going to explode the number because, look, they have no other choice of where to get money. They're not like the federal government, like Greg pointed out, that you know simply runs deficits and, and effectively prints money. And so they have nowhere to turn but tax increases and as I pointed out in my recent Fox article, which you can get at politicalvanguard.com, raising taxes during a weak economy is like handing a swimmer weights when he's already struggling. Mm. Good analogy. Absolutely, but there will still be enormous pressure. You know, firefighters are being laid off, police are being laid off, yeah. teachers are being laid off. That we that you know you, that the, that the Congress just has to pass this two trillion dollar government bailout. Otherwise, uh, you know, you know, you're, 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 the police aren't going to be there when you call. The firefighters aren't going to be there when you call. The teachers aren't going to be there, and we, we you know have to do it. And I think it's, it'd be it'd be hard, really politically hard. For Republicans to say, no, we need to be we behave in a much more responsible manner. We're creating adverse perverse incentives for governments to say, what? Well, yeah, sure. Keep it closed for six more months. The federal government's going to pay the bill. OK. And so when and I'm not disagreeing with you, I, I agree with you 100 percent. It's going to be very difficult. Of course, I, I think all three of us would agree that if our 200 something billion dollar state budget was focused on the essentials and not all the a lot of other items we wouldn't be in this fix so that gets us to the next point which is if there's going to be a federal bailout what are, are there strings attached does california have to change can any state therefore fund anything it's it wants i don't know something Incredible, like saying 125 million for those people that are not here legally will will give you help. What what will there be any restrictions? And remember, there's 50 states involved. My piece uh, uh, two pieces ago at Fox related to the fact that you know Madison and uh, Hamilton fought about the fact that once. The Constitution came together. Hamilton wanted to nationalize the now state debt. And the state debt, of course, was the colony nation states took on enormous debt in uh, 
existing, but also fighting the revolution. And some of those states, Madison argued, were responsible more than so than others and paid off their debt. And now you want all of them to pay off the states that were irresponsible. California clearly is irresponsible in many respects. New York was already facing, I think, a $7 billion deficit. Where, where do you draw the line and what restrictions do you put on that? And I guess I'm interviewing you now, Greg. Do you think there'll be any restrictions whatsoever? No. Yeah. No, there should be. There should be. But it's all too easy for a politic in Congress to hand out money, especially printed money. You don't you're not raising taxes on anybody. Here it is. Here's two trillion dollars. We need you know, we need to keep the police and and firefighters working. Yeah, we're not uh, the, the hidden costs. Are, are there? That's the hidden tax. But you're right. It's not like okay, we're going to pass this particular tax increase. But at the end of the day, still 484 cities. There can't be a bailout of cities. So taxes, higher taxes are coming. And I, I think, interested in what you guys have to, have to say about this. I think the Democrats are going to push ever harder for Prop 13 because of the size of, uh, of all these deficits at the city and county level. I do not doubt they will continue to, um, you know what, let's, let's, we will answer that. That's a perfect uh, cliffhanger for us to take a quick break to honor our sponsors for this half hour of the Unite IE radio show. And when we come back, we will dig into that because we actually have a montage of the <clears throat> chief legislators in Washington, D.C., on the Democrat side of the aisle, uh, enumerating what they would like to see happen in a funding bill. And it trust me, it has nothing to do with dealing with this financial emergency due to the COVID virus. We'll be back after this message from our sponsor for this half hour, Greg. Ed Hoffman of Summit Funding, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment, two, pull out cash and pay off other bills, and then further reduce your payment, or three, we can possibly reduce the term of your loan and get your home paid off years earlier than you planned. If you're over 62 considering a reverse mortgage, the lower the interest rates are, the more money you get on a reverse mortgage. And if you haven't even inquired about a reverse, you owe it to yourself to investigate this tremendous financing option. So if you're thinking about any of these, the time to act is now. For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 590, the answer. This is Assemblywoman Melissa Melendez urging you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire Radio Show, the program for the most important political office, the sequestered private citizen. Hope everybody's doing well. 
Tom Del Beccaro is our guest for the United IE Radio Show. He has several pieces that are appearing all across the spectrum from Fox News to his website, Political Vanguard. Uh, definitely recommend you keep up with those because he's directly addressing the question that it seems like no politician wants to address, and that is, what about the financial and fiscal health of our state amidst this shutdown? We actually left the conversation with Tom asking about the uh, priorities of the funding that we need in order to make sure that this uh, country and this state uh, emerges in a in a way that is fiscally responsible. And yet fiscal responsibility does not seem to be among the priorities of our uh, fellow citizens that hail on the Marxist side of the political spectrum. Here's a little sampling of what they would like to see the federal government fund if they were to get their way. Do you think that more needs to be done in the next package now that we've seen these appalling, historic unemployment numbers already just today? Yes. I mean, there's a long list of things. The OSHA, family and medical leave, more broadly interpreted, free testing. Uh, the list goes on and on. Are you taking into consideration uh, green jobs, green infrastructure? Yes. We need it big, we need it bold, and we need it futuristic, which means green. I mean, there's a long list of things. Infrastructure, clean water, community health centers. Uh, the list goes on and on. Well, this is a case for universal health care. We absolutely have to transform our health care system. Absolutely, we see this as an opportunity to reshape uh, the way we do business and how we govern. Fully paid sick leave for all our workers. Student loan forgiveness. Cost-free treatment for the COVID-19. Whatever the costs are relating to that. I mean, there's a long list of things. Internet, broadband, the grid. You have to have mobility. We need money, uh, postal services. The national minimum wage should be $15, but that's not nearly enough. Uh, The list goes on and on. A national effort to enlist doctors, nurses, uh, hospital workers of all kinds. I think the government should step in. I believe the federal government should take over contracting uh, and acquiring all the medical supplies that we need. We got to have telehealth. We got to restructure the way we deliver health care. So yes, Jim Clyburn is a restructuring government guy. I mean, there's a long list of things. Rent suspensions, payment suspensions, mortgage suspensions, guaranteed housing, expand our public health care systems, drop the Medicare age to zero. Whatever way we can get this done, let's get it done. Uh, the list goes on and on. By any means necessary, great. You know, that uh, I was I was having a good day until I <laughs> heard that. You know, there there is one. First of all, they spent endlessly. I, I thought this discussion was what to do about the economy. They spent endlessly for eight years under the prior president and had the weakest performance. Many of us predicted this. Government checks cannot sustain an economy. Investment and jobs can. And so their response to a regulated recession. And I guess that if you listen to Garcetti and the others, you want to have a depression, is to go back to their model, which is to spend more. We need to remember that the United States in the 1950s had an average growth rate of 4%. And that has slowed to 2% as the government portion of the economy has risen from 20% to over 50% with the cost of regulations. During that same period of time, the EU, which is the model 
for Bernie Sanders, Nancy Pelosi. I'm not sure what Joe Biden's opinion is right now, but neither is Joe. <laughs> I'm sure it will change during during the show. Um, but their model is the EU. During that same period of time, their average growth rate went from two percent to zero, and their percent of the economy, government spending and regulations, is closer to seventy percent. So the response of the Democrats is to grind the economy to a halt, which will produce more poverty, result in less medical care, because a richer society has more medical care than a poorer society. That's just common sense. And so th their prescription is to actually make things much worse. But this is, of course, what socialists do. Socialists take advantage of crises to expand government. And my next piece in the Epic Times talks about that. Well, you know, we heard Nancy Pelosi on the on that video, and uh, she's really suffering through this uh, through this crisis. As you may have seen, as she was displaying her freezer full of gourmet ice, ice cream, cream. Yes. She, had, she is really suffering through this, and, and can empathize with all those people out there that have lost their jobs. Yeah, I, I will. I will say one thing. One thing I think the United States needs to do, but I don't necessarily agree, obviously, with the way they want to go about it. I, uh, one piece I wrote in Fox was uh, this was uh, in March. This, along with the PG&E shutdowns, has proven to me that we are not ready for an actual crisis. And part of that has to do with communication. Our ability, I don't know what it was like for you guys, but I don't know if you remember, I was in New York at one point when a fire hit my town and I couldn't get information from my neighbors because they had been on shutdown for several days and their cell phones had stopped, were now intermittently working. And so I do agree that we have to improve communication, uh, but as Greg talks about, you know, they want to spend, 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 and that's how far left they are. You know, the only truthful thing that I found this week truly on the left was Obama's admission that Joe Biden would be, was the quote, most progressive, read farthest left candidate in presidential history. Mm -hmm. We may get to Biden, but he, Obama also said that by choosing Biden as his vice president was one of the best decisions he ever made. And on that point, I think Obama was actually right. Why do you say that? Because compared to all Obama's other decisions, <laughs> Biden was the best one. Okay, well done. I like that. We're grading on the curve there of decisions. <laughs> yeah. No, so see, see, I, I, don't th see, I don't think these people actually believe that, that their policies are going to improve the economy. They're not. It, it's about amassing power and wealth for themselves and going back to Obama, fundamentally transforming the United States of America. And this is just the excuse to do it when hopefully you can herd the sheep along with it out of fear of this virus. Yeah. And, and I talk about this in my piece coming up in the Epic Times. Famously, back in the year uh, 299, the Diocletian was the Roman emperor, and he famously said, we ha he, he was instituting policies, taking over businesses, regulating them heavily. And he said, look, the barbarians are at the gate. And, and so his socialism was a war-based economy. It, they use 
fear to get you to give up your rights. It's a tried and true methodology. The same thing's going on today, and we need to push back on that because Sweden's doing okay. They're not doing significantly worse than us, and they're still open. We're going yes. to continue the conversation with Tom Delta. up against a hard break, so uh, hopefully Tom, <laughs> you know, we've not offended him too much, and he will continue with us after this message and news. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590, The Answer. For those of you that are 62 or older and haven't taken the time to inquire into a reverse mortgage, here are some great reasons to consider one. One, you don't have to make monthly mortgage payments unless you want to. Two, a reverse mortgage can supplement your retirement income and allow your retirement savings to last longer, which will save you money on taxes or possibly allow you to delay taking Social Security benefits, which will increase your benefit when you do. Three, when you finally pass on, your kids inherit the home and the equity in it, along with the money that has accumulated in your bank account from not having to make monthly mortgage payments. Four, no prepayment penalty if you decide to sell the home or refinance out of it. And the biggest reason, it's your equity. Use it when you want it. Interest rates are low, which means more money available, so if you've inquired before and it didn't work, it may work today. Calling to find out more details is free, so call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020, or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And as we see uh, government using the current crisis to seize more power and restrict freedom, that standard phrase of ours takes on all the greater importance and meaning. Uh, we're visiting today with Tom Del Beccaro, who you can find his work on Fox News, on Epoch Times, and other places, former, senator, former senatorial candidate, former chair of the California Republican Party, and a fellow attorney, but let's not hold that too much against him either. Some of, as they say, you know, 3%, uh, 97% of attorneys give the other 3% a bad name. Is it, is it that low? I thought it was more like 99. Thank you. Could be, yeah. I'm giving us the benefit of the doubt. You might have slightly, to have slightly, above, slightly above the media's popularity, yes. Well, you, and and one of the, one of the, we, were, we were talking before on the break here about how the change, how in January and February people were down, including Dr. Fauci, now the media's number one expert, was downplaying this, saying it's not a serious threat, the risk is minuscule. Even at the end of February, there's no need for anyone to change how they're change how they're living. March 9th, he said. What? March 9th, he said, if you're healthy and you want to go on a cruise, go on a cruise. And during that whole period of time, the the media wasn't. They were, you know, they're scowling at Trump because they'll, you know, they'll go against Trump if he gave away winning lottery numbers. And so now, of course, they are ripping Trump for saying he didn't do anything in January and February. And I say, look, match Fauci's language. He said February 17th, minuscule risk. Match his language 
with Trump's language during each of those periods of time, and you find that Trump was in sync with Fauci, and then in March when Fauci changed, Trump agreed to the shutdown. So the the, um, media today is blaming Trump for not doing anything in January, February, which they're essentially saying, Trump, why didn't you override Fauci's opinion and do stuff even though he said it wasn't necessary? And now, why, how dare you question Fauci by wanting to open up the economy? As well, if on... Is, is Fauci has been repeatedly, and the other, quote, experts, unquote, on this, have been repeatedly wrong. It was going to, he was one of those guys that came in to Mr. President, if you don't shut down the economy, two million Americans are going to die based on some model out of the European, out, out of UK. And then they rely on this IMHE model that has been repeatedly, by factors of three and four, wrong in just predicting how many hospital beds are going to be needed in New York three days from now. Yeah. And as if on cue, Fauci was Fauci came to Donald Trump's defense in a one of these uh, daily press briefings when a reporter asked Donald asked Fauci into standing up for Donald Trump when he came out and said that when Donald when when he and Dr. Bricks went to Donald Trump to say, I think we need to do a nationwide shutdown. Um, he he said yes, and in in the few times that Dr. Bricks and Dr. Fauci have gone to Donald Trump and said, "I think we need to do this," Donald Trump asked questions and then agreed with them. And then a reporter had the temerity to ask him if he had been shamed or coerced into standing up for him, and he, and, and Fauci was indignant and said, "No, no one can do that to me." So the, this this constant media haranguing of Donald Trump and everything he does and this latest uh you know directive to not fund the World Health Organization you saw liberals literally was a collective meltdown of everybody who has been infected with Trump derangement syndrome either in the media or in the electeds or the uh vast participants in the Democrat party could not believe that he would dare to, to defund the, the World Health Organization during a, a pandemic that the World Health Organization actually contributed to. Yeah, and, and is refusing to work with the one country on earth that you can make the argument did better than anyone else, which is Taiwan. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I think they're our ally. The right. one country on earth that has done the best is excluded from the WHO at, at China's behest, who lied, China, who their government, not their people, their government lied repeatedly about this and placed the world in jeopardy. And, and but back to Greg's point, you know, <laughs> Fauci, on March 9th, Fauci said, if you're healthy, go on a cruise. I bet you he would, he in retrospect would want to take that back. And that would be okay, in my view. If you get new information and change your view, it would be okay in CNN's view, obviously, because they forgive this man regardless of what he says. But when Donald Trump changes his opinion, not at all, because as Don's been pointing out, look, there is an agenda here that they're happy to fulfill, which is this large government takeover to answer all the problems. 
And I'm reminded of Ayn Rand when she said, why is the prescription of a problem caused by government the same policies that cause the problem? Yeah, more government. Yeah. Exactly right. More government. That's the solution. More well, I think, bureaucracies. I think this is the point. I mean, if they had come to, we had on our last Redlands Tea Party Patriots meeting, we had a doctor and professor of medicine at Loma Linda University Medical Center speak to us. And he was right from the front. No, I don't know. No one really, this is a new disease. It's uncertain. No one knows the right answers. But the, the quote experts, unquote, instead of saying, we have a new disease here. And we, we're studying it and we're trying to get more information, but we don't really know. We're, we're, we're making our best guesses based on experience and our knowledge, but this is, we're in uncharted territory. They didn't say that. It, no. At every step of the way, the quote experts, unquote, have, have feigned absolute certainty about what they're saying at the moment, whether it was, it's not a risk, risk is minuscule, shut it down, and this, 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 this is the re- return of this, millions of people are going to die. Every step of the way, they, they've approached it with absolute certainty, and we, the, we, the private citizens, are coming back to that. Need, when the experts come to us and the government comes to us saying, surrender your money, surrender your liberty, surrender self-government to us, because of our experts tell us this crisis is at hand, we yeah. need to look askance at that. And CNN rips Trump for, regardless, they'll use the wrong opinions you describe at the time they're given and rip them for that. And even when the facts change, they rip Trump going forward. And I mentioned CNN because, you know, this agenda shows, I'm, I'm sorry, this circumstance shows the very power of the media. The, the media pushed a lot of hysteria in January and February, even though CNN and MSNBC have comparatively small audiences, they have the loudest voice when it comes to policy. They're driving a policy. They want this shut down. They relentlessly go after Trump. How dare you think that you can't have a shutdown? And the answer should be, well, Sweden's having basically the same results as we are without a shutdown. So why are you certain, Miss Reporter or Mr. Reporter, that I'm doing the wrong thing in your chair? And Trump needs to point out the fact that he did point out they're changing opinions. He needs to point out that I followed Fauci through this so far. And, you know, as Greg points out, You've been wrong, so don't so don't sit on your high horse and tell me you that you know everything today when you've been wrong for months. Right, and in fact, Sweden has actually done. My, I'm just looking at the numbers right now on Thursday morning, and as, as you as you pointed out, the Sweden has done some protective measures to protect the most vulnerable, uh, but the, and they limited very large gatherings. But restaurants are open, the economy is basically open, and U.S. cases per million are 2018. Sweden's cases per million are 1,242. Okay, and and what's important about that is that if we keep on our similar path, Sweden will have developed herd immunity. They will pass it around less the next time, but because we haven't developed that same herd immunity, this all could come back in November, December. Absolutely. Go ahead. I, I, 
I do not doubt for a moment that this I'm, I'm not a conspiracy theorist and I don't think that this bug was unleashed on the world so that China could win whatever race they're trying to win. I think this was a laboratory that was in Wuhan that was ill prepared to deal with what they were doing and either it got out. Or someone in the laboratory got infected and then proceeded to infect others in Wuhan. That said, what Tom, what percentage of what is unfolding in this country do you feel is directly related to trying to damage Donald Trump for the upcoming November election? Well, you know, my friend Tris Regan uh, gave her opinion. She gave that. her Look. she gave her life on that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, um, she's no longer on Fox because of it. Uh, look, I think the Democrat, as I've said, Trump could give away the winning lottery numbers and they and they would blame him for delaying it. They will seize upon any opportunity on the left to undermine Trump. I mean, think about the Connecticut senator who uh, yesterday morning, I believe, said China's done nothing wrong. These deaths relate to President Trump. I mean, how could you, even in the face of the facts Good of Lord. what China did wrong, how could you possibly side with communist China, even if you didn't even know all the facts? Wouldn't you just be quiet? So I think the answer is there is a lot of uh, very irresponsible people on the left. And there was even a late night comic who said, look, stop with this. You're not help. It doesn't help matters. You're, you're charging at, at Trump like this. So I, I think I think that they're so used to attacking Trump that they don't know how, how not to do it. And this is a very serious matter. You, impeachment is serious, but no one was dying over impeachment. Mm. Right. right. Donald but, Trump's but, presidency. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Greg. It's even is beyond Donald Trump. And we, we, we were talking about this a little earlier. The, the agenda here is beyond Donald Trump. So, and it may not be. It is normally a bad economy, hurts the incumbent. But given the unprecedented situation and the courage is caused by something outside, is the people may say, you know, all things considered, this is a real tough situation. Donald Trump did about as good as anybody could have done under the situation. But what you've done is you've, you've severely damaged the private sector, made more government-dependent voters, vastly expanded government, and they, they, so they win strategically, even if they're unsuccessful in defeating Donald Trump this year. Yeah, I, um, I, I agree with that 100%. They, there is an agenda beyond Donald Trump, and they're using this crisis. Look, for Nancy to get all mail-in voting or, or or whatever else her agenda is in holding things up, you, you have this government program now handing money out, and the three of us can argue about its propriety, but they're sitting at home for another two weeks while they do what? So it, Ice cream. It, yes. Mary Antoinette, part two. Yeah. Maria, I was going to I was going to say that Donald Trump's presidency has scraped the protective coating 
off of so much of what the political left has been building in America over the last five decades. We have some do not miss audio of the New Jersey governor kind of admitting that the Constitution doesn't matter so much when it comes to a global pandemic. We'll have that for you after the next after this break where we honor our sponsor for this half hour. All-Star Collection, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. I got for this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire, the show for the most important political office. Those of us that are safe at home, citizens, that is the most important political office. We are joined on the Unite IE Radio show by Tom Del Beccaro. You can follow his many writings at Fox News and Political Vanguard. One of the things that we are reckoning with right now is by what authority is government uh, issuing these stay-at-home orders, particularly when it comes to how we express our faith-based uh, pursuits, you know, our spiritual uh, faith. Uh, just recently here in the Inland Empire, we had two counties, San Bernardino County and Riverside County, that literally have said you cannot have drive-in meetings. They only relented for Easter when the pressure became so much. There's an important article that is in Heritage, heritage heritage.org. Americans are academically ill-equipped to defend the Constitution, citing that just 23% of American eighth graders are proficient in civics. And I think that could actually be attributed to also our politicians on Tucker Carlson this week. The New Jersey governor uh, answered some very pointed questions about what science contributed to their uh, their their uh, policies regarding uh, the shutdown and what legal authority did they have in order to end religious services? Here's a very pointed question and answer on the Tucker Carlson show with the New Jersey governor. Now, the Bill of Rights, as you well know, protects Americans' right, enshrines their right to practice their religion as they see fit and to congregate together to assemble peacefully. By what authority did you nullify the Bill of Rights in issuing this order? How do you have the power to do that? That's above my pay grade, Tucker. So I wasn't wasn't thinking of the Bill of Rights when we did this. (laughs) Greg? Oh, oh, that the Bill of Rights. You mean, you mean the one when I took, I took an oath to uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States and probably the Constitution of New Jersey? Right. When you were sworn in. Oh, that one. I'm supposed to yep. read it and throw it. Civics should be considered an essential content in high schools. And Tom, I don't we think it is, and I think we're safety. reaping that right now. Yeah, hundred percent. Look, uh, Will Durant talked about that if you don't transfer your values and traditions 
and culture from generation to generation. If you don't do that for a couple of generations, it's lost. We are 112 years into the government takeover of the education establishment or, 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 or of schooling. And it is no surprise that government today teaches our children the values of government versus the private sector. Government's good, private sector is mean. And one of the fulcrums of this where it really started to make a difference was when they switched from teaching civics to social studies. Now we're talking about social justice, not the rule of law. It's no surprise our children don't understand the Constitution or the Bill of Rights, let alone the governor you just described, because it's, it's not taught or discussed except for, sadly, you know, at Heritage or in conversations like this. And it just goes on and on. So for him to say, I didn't even consider the law, it is the law. But here's here, and I put this on Facebook this week, and I even think I put it in uh, the Redlands Tea Party website. The law is what's enforced. And what I mean by that is politicians regularly exceed their authority. They, unless they are stopped by someone either protesting and getting them to rescind it, or going to court in a court order to rescind it, their actions become, I hate, wait for it, the new normal. They become a law in that sense. And it's usually lost forever, that right which is, has been transgressed. And if we don't stop and sue and protest these people, what, what's going to happen when there is a really serious crisis? I'm not saying this crisis isn't a big deal. But what happens if there's a very serious, are we just going to hand over our rights? That's my word. Andrew McCarthy wrote a great piece a couple of weeks ago talking about, well, what's, what can the government do to declare martial law and so on? And to what extent are the courts going to review it? And his, the really insightful point was, it depends on how frightened the people are. Yeah. A hundred percent. And and that's the point of my using crises to expand government. You saw there was a state senator from Minnesota who happens to be a doctor as well. I'm not going to remember his name, but what but what he said, he was given a directive that as when acting as a doctor and providing a a uh death certificate, he he was being pushed to put COVID there, even if he didn't have the facts or the conclusion to do that. And when he was asked, well, why is that? The doctor just plainly said it's a lot easier to rule people with fear. Well, it is. And uh, it, it's, it's under directives of the CDC, hospitals are directed to list a death as coronavirus if the person either died with coronavirus, not necessarily because of coronavirus, regardless of any other underlying conditions, or if coronavirus is suspected but not confirmed. Yeah. So the and, death toll you see is an, infl is an artificially inflated total because conversely over the recent weeks, deaths from other things are yeah. running well below what would be expected. Yes, you're and <laughs> maybe... Uh, you know, that's an abuse of power, no question about it. I, I do hope we learn to be as citizens a little bit, you know, maybe we should be washing our hands more than we did 
in the past. But the abuse of power related to this is, is rampant and people don't know their rights. And that's the way government prefers it. Government politicians, they prefer you don't know your rights so that you don't bother them with those rights. Remember when uh, Joe Biden famously said that nobody goes around thinking about their constitutional rights. Yes. That is what we should all be walking around thinking. And, you know, you listen to certain uh, folks that do pay homage to the Constitution. I was thinking of Alan West, as you guys were talking, who was recently out here in Southern California, out in the Palm Desert. And in his talk, I mean, right in the beginning, he pulled out his tattered and worn copy of his pocket constitution and said, how many of you carry this around with you? And sadly, even in a room of Republicans and conservatives, not everybody had in their purse or breast pocket, me included, a copy of the constitution. And I think when and until we get back to a place where civics is a regular part of what's taught not just in high schools, but elementary schools. When we start pushing the a greater understanding of how special America is because of the constitution and not this. And I don't know if, if either of you guys have had a chance to, uh, to see or um, read about this effort by the New York times called project. What was it? 1610 where they tried to establish that the founding of this country happened not in 1776, but when the pilgrims came over and brought slaves with them in order to advance their entire narrative. But when when you start doing things like that and you can get away with it, it means that we're not properly educated about civics and these matters. And that is one of the things that has been exposed in this pandemic, guys. I think it applies to adults as well as as well as young people out there. Polls show you you name rights that are name several rights that are secured by the First Amendment, and <laughs> a large percentage can't do it. Yeah. Right, it's very well, one of them is this today. So thanks so much for having me on. Absolutely, Tom. Thank you so much for staying with us for the entire hour. Few guests are able to put up with us for that entire time. And you can tune into the Unite IE Radio Show every Saturday at 4 p.m. and other times throughout the weekend as openings provide. You guys stay safe, stay well. We'll talk with you next week. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment, two, pull out cash and pay off other bills, and then further reduce your payment, or three, we can possibly reduce the term of your loan and get your home paid off years earlier than you planned. If you're over 62 considering a reverse mortgage, the lower the interest rates are, the more money you get on a reverse mortgage. And if you haven't even inquired about a reverse, you owe it to yourself to investigate this tremendous financing option. So if you're thinking about any of these, the time to act is now. 
For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921, California DRE ID number 10126585, Arizona MLO license number 092643, Branch NMLS ID number 184172, Summit Funding Incorporated, NMLS ID number 3199, Arizona license number 092583, Equal Housing Opportunity. AM 590, the answer.